InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. It's a rare crime, but it's also every parent's worst nightmare, the abduction of a child. Recently, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children completed an analysis of these incidents and came away with important information that every parent should hear. And we're joined by the president and CEO of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, Ernie Allen. Ernie, welcome to InfoTrack. It's good to be with you. So let's just set the stage a bit. It certainly gets headlines when it happens, but how common is it, that classic scenario of a stranger kidnapping a child? It is certainly not as frequent as most parents fear. There are about 58,000 non-family abductions every year in this country. The vast majority of those are very short-term, in which children are taken by someone for another purpose. The largest motivation is sexual. So the child will be victimized in some way and then released. But interestingly, as you point out, only 37% of those non-family abductors are strangers to the child. So nearly two out of three of the people who are preying upon our children in this country are not strangers in the eye and the mind of the child. They're neighbors. They may be friends. They may be somebody that the child knows by name or is a friend of dad or an acquaintance. So Ernie, who is the most common target of a child abduction? Well, the most common target is a teenage girl. We know that of the more than 4,000 attempted abductions we analyzed, 72% of the victims are girls. 43% are between the ages of 10 and 14. So the most likely target is a preteen or early teenage girl. I think that's rather surprising. I think most parents think they don't need to be as protective once a girl gets to maybe middle school age. That's exactly right. There are millions of parents out there who think, my child is a teenager, my parenting job is over. They are virtual adults, they are smart, they know how to deal with the challenges they face. The reality is, that's when your real parenting obligation is just beginning. Because America's teenagers, particularly young teenagers, tend to have a sense of immortality. They tend to put themselves into situations of risk and oftentimes don't recognize that risk until it's too late. Where is it that most abductions occur? Is there a most common place? Well, there is. The typical site for the abduction of a child is during that period in which the child is going to or from school or a school-related activity. And the largest vulnerability window from a time perspective is between 2 o'clock in the afternoon and 6.59 at night, the time frame when children are out of school and are least likely to be supervised. So the greatest area of risk is that time when your child is going to or from school. I think the most important finding in your study is what the best ways are to prevent or stop an abduction. Tell us about that. Well, we thought this was stunning. And what we have learned is that overwhelmingly, kids protect themselves. And only 16% of these incidents was the child rescued by a parent or a good Samaritan. In 84% of the cases, the child escaped the attempted abduction based on something the child did. In 53% of the cases, the child recognized the risk 
and walked or ran away from the suspect. In 31%, the child responded in some way. The child yelled, kicked, pulled away, attracted attention to themselves. We clearly know that the goal of these guys is to take these children in as low risk a way as possible. So the more the kid fights back, the more the kid draws attention to himself or herself and what's going on, the greater the risk for the abductor and the greater the likelihood they're simply going to flee the scene. Our guest on InfoTrack is Ernie Allen, President and CEO of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and we're talking about a recent report they issued to stop child abductions. So, Ernie, what kind of advice can you offer to parents? There's a fine line between worrying too much and too little. That's exactly right, and that's why what we say to parents is we don't want you to live in fear, but you need to be prepared. If your child walks to school, walk the route with him or her to identify landmarks and safe places to go if they're being followed or need help. Create a map for your child showing acceptable routes that they can follow using main roads and avoiding shortcuts and isolated areas. Talk to your school. Find out what the policy is for releasing students, both after school and at other times. Does the school require visitors to register? And have you provided a list of the people who may remove your child from the school? Check with the school to see what policy they have regarding posting names and photos online. Identifying personal information should not be posted in a public forum. And finally, and I think most importantly, parents need to find opportunities or teachable moments to practice safety skills with their children. Create what-if scenarios. Role play with your child. What's really important is that children are aware, recognize the risk, and are empowered by their parents to take certain steps to stay safe. All of us as parents want our kids to be polite and respectful and say yes, sir, and no, sir, but not at the risk of their safety. So we need to teach our children they have the right to say no, and we emphasize to children, stay out of that car. The vast majority of these cases involve the use of a vehicle. So once the child gets in that car, they lose an enormous amount of ability to influence what's happening. So what we try to emphasize is recognition and avoidance and to teach kids to trust their instincts. If it doesn't feel right to them, get away from it and then tell mom or dad or teacher or counselor or some trusted adult. Ernie, there are these online databases where parents can look up registered sex offenders in their neighborhood or their general area. Is that of any real value or are many of these types of predators not even on the radar at all? Well, it is a value because a mom said to me once, if there's a dog on my street that has a history of biting children, I want to know about it so I can tell my child to stay away from that dog. The vast majority of America's sex offenders are not in jails and prisons. There are 716,000 registered sex offenders today in the United States, and two-thirds of America's sex offenders are in our community. So it's important that parents use those free public resources to identify the offenders who have that prior history and, as a result, represent a little higher risk. 
but a lot of the people are doing this have not been caught. And so use those registries, know where these offenders are. All sex offenders are not alike. All sex offenders do not represent the same level of risk. The concern shouldn't just be the person who looks like they're going to hurt you, because many of these offenders look pretty much like everybody else, and they use lures or tricks. In our research, we found that 37% of them offered the child a ride. 11% of them offered the child candy or sweets. 9% of them used an animal looking for a lost puppy or asking the child to help find the lost puppy. 9% of them offered the child money. 6% asked the child for directions. So we don't want children to immediately assume that this is a molester or an abductor and run off screaming and yelling whenever an adult speaks to them. But we want children to understand adults shouldn't ask kids for help. Adults should ask adults for help. Ernie Allen, president of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Ernie, where can people find out more online? Well, they can go to our website, which is missingkids.com, or they can call our 24-hour toll-free hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. We have advice for parents, materials for kids. It's all free through our website, through our hotline. I hope your listeners will take advantage of it. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Good to be with you. Thanks. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.